Running with Jake, the quick hit. Hey, this is Jake from Running with Jake, the podcast. Full-length episodes come out every Wednesday, but this is the quick hit. It's a short podcast which is audio taken from one of my Facebook live sessions. Hopefully you'll take some great value from it. Let's crack on. Take a listen. Hello, good morning, good morning. It is Jake here from the Running With Jake podcast. I hope you're all very well. Uh, I want to jump on and share with you six things, key takeaways, fundamental training principles that I took from a webinar that I was on yesterday evening, which was a brilliant webinar. Uh, so I was on a, a webinar that was all about the fundamental principles of, tra- of, of putting together uh, marathon training, a marathon training plan, and this was hosted by uh, England Athletics lead endurance coach. It was a great webinar, and there's there's lots I got out of that. But there's six things that resonated really strongly with me, and some of these things are reminders as well. We need that in life, don't we? It's not always necessarily new information to us, but it's just that recap. It brings it back from the, uh, the the depths of our mind to the forefront of our mind. So there's six things that I want to share with you guys. I think now is a key time to talk about this as well. I think it can really help you. And irrespective of your level of ability, whether you're a first-time marathon runner, whether you're not a marathon runner, but you're considering one in the future, or whether you're seasoned, I think you'll get something from this video. And now is a key time. Although we are all hoping that racers go ahead towards the back end of the year. I certainly am. The runners that I coach are keeping all their fingers crossed. But look, one thing is for certain, races are going to come back. We just don't know when. So now's probably a good time to start to think about training effectively for it because it's there's a lot of work that has to go into the planning and preparation, not only the training to actually execute well on race day. So six takeaways, fundamental principles for planning marathon training. So number one, a marathon is a flipping long way. Now, that might sound really obvious, although there are still some people that say, how how far is a marathon, which I understand. But a marathon is a long way, and it might sound like an oversimplification, but I think it's very easy, certainly with the upturn over the last probably several years now, of people registering for marathons are becoming more popular, people doing it for great reasons, raising money for a charity, etc., etc. And you can just sit there at home on New Year's Eve and think, right, I'm going to sign up for that click. And then the reality kind of kicks in. 26 miles is a long way. It's a long way in a car. And if it's your first marathon, there are certain things to consider that are perhaps different from a seasoned marathoner. And I'm not going to cover those in the video today, but there are differences in training and preparation. But if you're looking at doing one for your first time and you're just looking at getting through it, you're not looking at attaching a time, then it's still the unknown, isn't it? It's still a massive challenge for you because your body's not prepared for it physically and mentally, you know, it's totally the unknown. If you are more seasoned and perhaps you're attaching a time to a marathon, then I think it's important to respect the distance, respect how long it is. Now, I think I've made this mistake before in my marathon training, and I think I've ran probably 13 or 14 marathons. I've raced, as in gone for a time for me, probably, I don't know, maybe nine of them, something like eight or nine. And the rest I've kind of just used as a training run around with other people. But I've made this mistake before where you, you think, oh, I've got a few marathons under my belt. So oh, I'll be fine. I'm used to the, dis- the distance. But actually, if you're really trying to execute and extract maximum performance on the day, everything's got to line up. And it, it re- it's really important, I think, to respect the the distance itself. And I think this is a mistake. This came out in the webinar last night. I think this is a mistake that 
sort of newer runners tend not to make so much because actually they're like oh my gosh it's 26 miles and they're kind of getting everything right and they want to be meticulous and and you know with clothing preparation whereas if you're a bit more experienced it's like oh it's just a marathon i can do that you know i run two hours most weekends anyway so something to think about guys marathon is a very long way number two you need to be physically strong enough to cope with the impact for 26 miles this was a massive thing that we were talking about last night because it's not just the aerobic side of stuff, your cardiovascular fitness to get yourself through the event. It's about having the resilience in your muscles, bones, joints, tendons, ligaments to deal with that force. And let's face it, if any of you have raced watching this, I'm sure you have raced marathons before, chase times, fatigue starts to kick in, doesn't it? Physical fatigue as well as that kind of aerobic fatigue, cardiovascular fatigue, and that's where form starts to drop off. Things can happen and marathons can find you out. You might get away with it in a 5k, 10k half marathon, but when you are running for that long, 26.2 miles, it can find you out. So you need to prepare for this in training. Different ways you can do that, strength and conditioning work. You can do some hill work, you know, some holistic stuff, but it's really important that you do have in mind that actually I need to, you know, become strong physically to be able to cope with the, the impact for those 26 miles. Number three, you need to be mentally strong enough, not just physically strong enough. The psychology of racing and pushing for that long is brutal. It just is. And some people are uh, more mentally strong than other people. But either way, it's going to really help you if you train the psychology, train the mind. Because what happens when the going gets tough? You know, we talk about this in life, don't we? When we're given challenges, what happens then? Do we do we crumble under those challenges or do we rise to it? You know, and when the going gets tough in a marathon, what do you do? Do you break? I've certainly broke before. Psychologically, Manchester Marathon, as many of you may know, in 2019, the going got, get, uh, was it 18, 19, 19, 2019, when the going got tough, I was just not up for it. I've just not up for it and when that discomfort started to get in my mind wanted to go went on a, a downward negative spiral so you need to train that you train yourself and prepare yourself for that in training so like the sunday long runs where the weather's not so great and i'm not talking about ice when it's unsafe and you're missing the run to be smart but when you're out there and you think god oh, this is you know brutal i'm not up for it today i've got lots of challenges going off in my life you're going to feel challenged on the day so if you strengthen your mind it's going to help you a lot more come race day and it won't be such a shock to the psychology um, your psychology once it does get challenging so something to think about number four really interesting this ideally to race a marathon well you want to reduce your rpe which i'll explain in a moment for those of you that don't know and you want to increase your motivation it's that balance between so rpe stands for rate of perceived exertion how hard are you finding it so let's talk marathon pace. Let's say you want to break four hours, right? So you want to run, I don't know, nine minute mile, let's say. Well, you want that nine minute mile pace to feel as easy as possible. Because if it's feeling really, really difficult, and maybe if it's kind of a step too far for you in terms of target and pace, you get to eight, nine miles, 10 miles, and the wheels start to come off, don't they? So you want to make that pace feel as easy as, as you can so you want to lower your rate of perceived exertion so at 15 miles when you're running at nine minute mile pace or whatever pace it might be for you to target your marathon time you want to feel like you're in control and it's relatively comfortable now something that has been proven to help with 
lowering your perceived effort. Remember, it's how you perceive effort. It's not an exact science. It's your perception. So if you've tested it in training quite a lot, you're probably going to find that your rate of perceived exertion is, is, is stronger. It'll feel easier than somebody who hasn't done, let's say, that much of marathon pace training. But if your motivation level is really high, your why, your reason, why you want to do that marathon, why you want to achieve that time, why you want to cross the finishing line, you're raising money, you want to be proud of yourself, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you've come from challenges in your life. Maybe you were never classed as a, you know, you were never fit as a child. I certainly wasn't. And you kind of want to prove to yourself that you are capable of achieving these great things. Then if your why is really strong and really powerful, it's going to lower your rate of perceived exertion, isn't it? Because it's more meaningful for you. You, you want it more. And it goes back, I can relate to this directly, you know, I'll share everything with you guys. It goes back to Manchester Marathon for me, when categorically my motivation wasn't high enough on that day. It wasn't high enough. So therefore my rate of perceived exertion when I was running the pace I was running at was just, it was too high for me and I couldn't tolerate it psychologically. So getting the balance right between your rate of perceived exertion and your motivation, I think can really, really help you. Number five that came out in the webinar, if you've just joined us, guys, I was on a webinar last night that was led by the uh, lead coach for uh, England Athletics, the endurance side of things, and six key takeaways that I think can really help you when planning a marathon. So if you've just joined us, you need to go back and watch this on the repeat from the beginning. Number five, you don't get many chances. Now, that's not to scare you. But it's 26 miles, isn't it? It takes a long time to recover from that. So it's not like a park run or a 5K or a 10K where you can kind of just recover pretty quickly and have another go. It's not the end of the world, is it? Whereas with a marathon, you don't get many chances. It's endurance. It's a long way, as we keep saying. So you've got to put in a lot of work, a lot of effort. You've got to taper well. So you've got to feel, which means bringing your training volume down and intensity. So you're as fresh as a daisy. That's <laughs> a technical term, by the way, scientific term. Fresh as a daisy on the day of your marathon. And then hopefully you execute the, the race well but there's so many variables weather how you feel on the day you know just so many different things has your race been delayed case in point with obviously covid situation at the moment so lots of factors can need to line up so there's a few things to take away from this point number five of you don't get many chances there is an element of pressure there because you don't get many chances and it's not like you can do one in a few weeks time yes people do and they do these back-to-back -back marathons but arguably are you going to execute them as well as you would do if you were just doing one and targeting it as a main race? I think the answer is no, and I'm sure we can probably all, we will probably all agree on that. So there is an element of pressure, but also understand that, that things can ebb and flow and things might not go your way. And everything is learning. Everything's a test, just like in life. If you have setbacks, if you have challenges, if things don't go your way, it's just a test. Learn from it. What worked well? What didn't work well? What can I chalk up as experience? What would I do differently next time? Actually, what worked well and what would you replicate next time? So all that awareness gives you, all that experience gives you the potential to have that awareness that you can then use to plot the path forward. Does that make sense? So you don't get many chances. There is some pressure there, but understand that things don't always necessarily go your way. So don't put too much pressure on yourself on race day. Number six, which links nicely to point five about not getting many chances, is you layer training cycles. Now, this is not a video about training cycles specifically, but understand that we follow a cycle. So if, you've, if you work with a coach or if you just downloaded a plan offline, we could class that as a cycle. You know, your classic 16-week marathon plan might be a training cycle, for, for just to simplify it. Well, once you've trained for that race and you've done that race, it's not like, right, that's that done. Box off, put it in the drawer. Um, now I start again. You don't. You, you layer year on year. Does that make sense? So it takes a long, 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 long time to master a marathon. Do you ever master 
a marathon? I don't know. I can see there's some experienced marathon runners watching this video now. Have you mastered the marathon? Probably not. There's always something you can do, you can learn, whether it's nutrition, whether it's just training, your lifestyle stuff, getting better sleep, better rest, better recovery, all that stuff. So it takes a long time. So again, you don't put too much pressure on yourself. This is a great time to talk about this because I'm starting to think about, right, I'm signed up for Manchester back into this year. I know a lot of guys doing Berlin, Brighton, oh gosh, London, all of them. What's going to happen? Do we get the chance to do them? Well, I'll tell you, I'll share with you where I am in my thoughts at the moment. I don't mind too much because I've got my head around it. I've got my head around the fact that it might not go ahead. Yes, I'm signed up and I'm, I'm registered, but if it doesn't go ahead, that's fine. I'm still going to train for it because marathons are going to happen at some point. And if you think about it, if you train like it's going to go ahead, it gives you that focus. It's good for your well-being. It gives you something for you, gets you away from the home office, homeschooling, all that stuff. And it's boosting your fitness, reducing the risk of health, of heart-related disease, all these wonderful benefits from running. And even if you don't do the race, right? So you do all the training, you're in super shape, you don't do the race. What are your options? Well, you could do it virtually, no doubt. I'm not sure I would. Maybe I'd do it as a long run rather than the race. I'm not sure. But you could do it virtually or you don't do it at all. Now, yes, you don't get the payoff, so to speak. But in a way you do, because you've got all those wonderful benefits I've just said to you. And the fact that it's a training cycle, all that, that fitness and experience you've gained from your training is a platform to take you to the next training cycle where the race will go ahead. Does that make sense? And also, it's less stressful if you don't do the race. You would do the race if you could, of course, we all would. But if the race is taken away from you because it's cancelled or deferred or whatever, and it's virtual, you don't want to do it. Well, you just, you, you've done all that training, you've tapered, you've got that recovery period, you can get back into training a lot sooner, can't you? And you're starting from a higher point. You're not starting from square one, square one, if I can talk today. You're starting with experience and with fitness. And a key, key component of training well, and this is all races, by the way, whether that's 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, ultra, is being able to put in consistent training consistent training not this drop off yes you have periods out that's fine a few weeks off over christmas or holidays or whatever that's kind of natural and logical and beneficial but if you're this very kind of peak peaky and trophy runner where your motivation drops off massively and then you get back into it again and you are having to almost go back to basics and back you know start from scratch almost whereas if you can keep that consistency of training which takes motivation and it takes logical training, doesn't it? Because obviously injury could sideline you, which means that you lose that consistency. Consistency is king. That's probably like eight or nine. I mean, I said six. I'm going to give you a quick recap, guys. So takeaways from the Fundamentals of Marathon Planning, a webinar I was on last night with Lead England Athletics Coach. Great webinar. Six things leapt out for me. So number one, marathon's a long way. Just respect the distance, whether you're new or whether you are experienced. Number two, you need to be physically strong enough to cope with the demands of 26 miles. It's a long way. We said impact is not always a good thing. Uh, number three, you need to be mentally strong enough as well. You need to be strong inside, forte inside. Number four, reduce your rate of perceived exertion is helpful if you can do that in training and increase your motivation. Get that balance between the two and you'll perform well on race day. You certainly stand a greater chance. Number five is you don't get many chances. So uh, manage your expectations. There is an element of pressure there, but also manage your expectations. Marathon's a long way, so you can't keep racing them every weekend. And number six is layer your training cycles. Take confidence from the fact that you will use your training as a platform. Hope that helps, guys. Claire's saying you're frozen for me. Oh, no. I'm like this. I hope I haven't frozen for you. I hope you can hear me. You have to watch me on the repeat. Guys, have a great rest of the day, wherever you're up to. Stay positive. I know it's challenging times. All in it together. 
Speak to you all very soon. That was Running With Jake, the quick hit. Hear the brand new full-length podcast every Wednesday or catch up now by searching Running With Jake, the podcast.